Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think that corporate worship is. It's just shameless acts of extravagant love. Worship to God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The song called The Lord I Run to You. I'm in a hard time in my life. And uh, you know, strong Christians are not strong people. They just know where to run. Amen. And uh, this whole song is just scripture. And uh, sometimes we get so so weak in our faith. And I was really struggling, and I and I thought of that psalm. <laughs> Where else can I go, Lord? Where else can I turn? And and uh, so I just wrote this song to help me <laughs> run to God. Oh, how faithful He's been! What a good God!
to worship for the fifth Saturday in June. Today is June 30th, 2019. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Reading on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, welcome to all of our regular listeners and members and any of our new friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're delighted to have you here with us this Saturday evening. Don't take it for granted. You could have been anywhere this uh, Saturday evening. Uh, I know that you you guys have had a great Saturday so far. But what better place to be together with fellow fellow Christians worshiping and praising the Lord? Refuge from the storm is here as a source of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And indeed, the Lord is pleased. We're here to support TIs in North America and around the world. We're here to learn, to grow, and to serve together. So again, we welcome you into the presence of the Lord today. Today our serving team will consist of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, who will deliver the preach word of the hour, our worship leader, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, will offer our invitation to giving, He will also offer our excuse me for a moment. She will lead our our devotional uh, period and she will offer our invitation to discipleship. Sister Helena Thompson serves as our talk show manager and Sister Cheryl Harvey serves as our assistant talk show manager. Let me share with you our uh, upcoming events for the week. 
I want to remind you that this coming Wednesday night, we continue in our study of Possessing the Gates of the Enemy by Cindy Jacobs. And the subject of our lesson this week will be the enforcers. I haven't read the lesson yet, but that sounds pretty ominous, but we welcome you to attend our Wednesday night study. Our scheduled start time is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's this Wednesday night, our uh, Wednesday night small group Bible study. Now also remember we're doing our Wednesday fasting that's through the entire study period, that's through September 25th. That's every Wednesday from sunrise to sunset if you desire, or optionally whatever you deem the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. If you're setting aside food or drink or some behavior for this particular period of time, if you would join us on focusing on the Lord and seeking his face as we draw closer to him during this particular period of fasting. So that's to complement our, our particular small group Bible study. Also, if you have opportunity, and please, as the Holy Spirit leads you, we're welcoming Pastor Millicent is, is, uh, is I won't say begging, she's asking you to please consider joining, uh, joining uh, us on early morning weekdays for our early morning prayer time. Our scheduled start time is 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. That's our early morning weekday prayer call. And then please mark your calendar. Our pastor is planning a virtual spiritual retreat. That's for Friday, July the 19th, 2019. The scheduled time is 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for Central Standard um, locations, that would be 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then for Pacific Time locations, that would be 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. I believe that's correct. So the start would be 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, and the Pacific Time is 1 p.m., okay? So mark your calendars, July the 19th, 2019. That's for the spiritual, uh, virtual spiritual retreat, and we would have more information as it becomes available. And that would, I believe, be some talks here, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken. If, if that changes, we'll also make that information available to you through the newsletter, through the, this Saturday um, announcement period, and or through the website. And please have a safe 4th of July celebration if you're inclined to celebrate during 4th of July. Also, ending out July, uh, June, excuse me, our um, monthly focus still is praying for the leading and discernment of the Holy Spirit. So we're praying for the leading and discernment of the Holy Spirit, praying for 
a greater sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, to recognize his moving in our lives, to hear and respond as he speaks. Isaiah 11, 2 reads, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Now, as we go through the rest of the service, don't forget, please mute your phones as necessary. There should be a little red button on your phone, and we ask if there's any background noise where you are, please push that little button so that the speaker does not hear what's going on in your background. They would greatly appreciate that. So we say that in love. Now, these are the announcements. Thank you for your attention. Please check the newsletter or the website if you need more information. So thank you for your attention. Now we'll turn our hearts and our minds to worship. After we hear a song, we'll turn everything over to Elder Carolyn. Thank you for your attention. And I'll ask one moment. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, thy Father. There is no of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thou compassion, they fail not. As thou hast thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercy I see. All I have needed, thy hand have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness Mercy and love, great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, 
provided with thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine only presence. And to guide for today and bright hope for blessed with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see, all I thy hand have provided, great is thy Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen. 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 Sister Gloria, thank you for singing that beautiful opening song. Praise God. Great is thy faithfulness is one of the great praise hymns. Amen. The scripture selected today is taken from the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said, I've said these things to you so that you will have peace in me. In the world, you have distress, but be encouraged. I have conquered the world. Let us pray. Dear Lord, because you have conquered the world, let us focus on that and not on our immediate distresses, which you have already overcome also. You have granted us your peace in these circumstances and in all other difficulties. Help us to seize the words of Philippians 4, 6, 7 and commit them to our memories and to our hearts. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let our requests be made known to you, Lord, and your peace shall surpass all understanding and shall guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. Now let us listen to, amen, let us listen to a praise and worship song which will be followed by the altar prayer and we'll hear that from Sister Gloria again. Thank you. 
Father God, we come this this evening, Father God, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, we come humbly before your throne of grace, knowing that, oh God, you're the God of heaven and earth. You are all-sufficient, God. Father God, we come to the altar tonight addressing you as our omniscient, God, even before a word is on our tongue, oh God, you know it all together. You're the God who knows everything about us. You know each of us by name, Father God. You already know what each of us needs today. Father, keep us in remembrance that you are our God. We're your children. And we are to bring everything to you in prayer. You told us to ask, and it would be given to us to seek, and we would find to knock, and the door would surely be open for us, O oh God. So, Father, we're learning more just to keep asking, keep seeking, O oh God. Keep knocking, O oh God. Father, I'm asking to keep reminding us to keep asking, keep seeking, to keep knocking, oh God. This enemy is continually on our trail, oh God, but we have you, our Father, our God, ever fighting on our behalf, contending on our behalf, Father God. So you already know who needs a greater measure of faith So keep asking. You know who needs a healing, oh God. So we need to keep asking, oh God. You know who needs to be forgiven or who needs to forgive, oh God. So we need to keep asking, oh God. You know who needs to pray more, Father God. On our prayers to you, oh God. So we need to keep knocking, oh God. Who needs a restored relationship, Father God? So we must keep seeking, oh God. You already know, Father God, how you're going to resolve a relationship, Father God. So we must keep moving toward a resolution, Father God. So, Father, I just thank you today. I thank you, Father God that you already know your children. And without faith, it's impossible to please you, Father. So we love you today, God. We honor you today. You're an awesome God. There is none like you, O oh God. 
So, Father, I thank you that you're an omnipotent God. The word says that without, with man, we think it's possible, but it's not. It's impossible. But with you, all things are possible, oh God. You can do anything at any time, oh God. None of your plans can be defeated. You have a hope for us, Father God, and a future. There might be many among us, oh God, have have deemed this, this situation, our circumstances, hopeless, oh God. But you already know the plans that you have for us, a plans, uh, our plans for hope and a future, a bright hope and a bright future, oh God. So, Father God, we're praying that you would continue to remind us of that, oh God. All that we need, thy hand has provided, oh God. What this enemy, this perpetrator, means for our evil, oh God, you will use for our good, Father God. So, Father, we're praying that you show yourself strong, oh God, on our behalf on behalf of our families, on behalf of TIs around the world. You're the God of miracles, and your plan is unfolding whether we see it or not, whether anybody believes it or not. Whether anybody believes you are God, it doesn't mean you're not God. You're God, and you're God all by yourself. I thank you today, O oh God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you that you're the all omnipresent God. You're always available to hear us. You're always attentive to our praise, to our prayers, to our worship, Father God. Father, we ask that you give us a greater desire to seek first the kingdom of God and, and your righteousness. And then you, you promised that you would be a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. But we call on the Holy Spirit to remind us to always lift up our family and our friends and our circle of influence and TIs all around the world to call on you because you wait, you're listening. You're listening for our prayers and you're listening for your name to be called, O oh God, for the unsaved, for the nation, for other lands, O oh God. You want us to come before you. You're waiting to answer our prayers. You already know what we're going to ask. You're just waiting for our, to hear our voices. So, Father God, I, we, we, we love you for, for what you... You already have a ram in the bush for you, for us. You're just waiting. You're waiting on us. Many of us are not waiting on you. You're just waiting on us, oh God. So, Father, I thank you today. We bow before you today. And, Father, we, we do stop a, mo- a moment and we pray for our brother, Richard Kane. I, I don't know all the situation for, for this gentleman, oh God. Father, but you know his situation. And, Father, we, we pray right now and we ask for divine healing for Brother Richard. Um, 
we pray that you put your mighty hand of healing on on him. I I pray that his situation has changed for the better, and and I'm asking, I'm I'm praying right now for for his blood to flow, for his injury to be reversed, for a a a positive turnaround in his situation, oh God, and for those that can help to to help with his for his family finances, oh God, if anybody can, for to, to benevolence to be to be helped in that way, oh God, for, for anybody that's in, in, on this call, Father, for anyone who can help that may, may help. I hope I'm not out of order, oh God. So, Father, I just I thank you today for all that you're going to do in the service, Father God. We pray for everyone on the call today, Father God. We need to hear a word from you. And we, we, we end, Father God, by asking for a covering for Pastor Millicent as she brings the word right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, and as she preaches and teaches, Father God, um, may a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and his power fall on her today, Father God, everything that she says and and does through the Holy Spirit be manifested today, oh God. We love you, Father, and we, we praise your holy name today. There is nothing that we claim for ourselves. We only boast about you. No matter what goes on, we will not change what we believe about you, Father. We love you today, and we offer up this this service to you. The only reason we're here is because of you through your son, Jesus Christ. So we magnify you. We love you. We honor you today. We pray these things in the mighty matchless name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Gloria, for your fervent prayer of praise, thanksgiving, and petition to our Lord and for reminding us that we are God's children and he wants the best for us regardless of how our lives might look in the present. Now, to all worshipers on this conference call, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in the targeted community in that we have financial needs to accomplish our goals. So for those listeners who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do this in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. Make your contribution. Please contact either the pastor, Reverend Millicent, by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, at refugefromstorm at aol.com. And now you can go to our website and make a contribution. And our website is refugefromstorm.com. 
storm.org. Thank you. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive the message from our pastor, Reverend Millsip Black.
He's always known that things are going on down here on the earth, especially to those of us who have given our lives to Christ, who have endeavored and determined to walk according to his statutes and his ways, who have, have surrendered our lives to him in a way that would bring him glory and honor. That makes you a target for the enemy. So God's gifts and callings are without repentance. And as I looked at the life of Elijah and Elisha and realized how much they accomplished for the kingdom of God, I began to see a little bit more clearly why the song songs began to circulate about 10 years ago that these are the days of Elijah. Not because of miracles that we could work, but truly because I believe any Christian that continues to walk in the will of God and in the way of God during these times of persecution and suffering truly is living in the days of Elijah. We become the miracle. We become the miracle. So as you turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 10 and 17 through 23, I will read the scriptures. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a great woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to share a meal. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed up for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us he can turn in there that's the uh, uh, verses 8 and 9 verse 17 reads but the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her and the child grew now it happened one day that he went out to his father to the reapers and he said to his father my head my head so he said to a servant carry him to his mother when he had taken him to and brought him to his mother he sat on her knees till noon and then died and she went up and laid him on the bed of a man of god shut the door upon him and went out then she called to her husband and said please Send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Let us pray. Great and mighty God, we come this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Lord, to thank you for this day. We are so proud that you know our name. God, the word of God said that to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and had appointed you as a prophet to the nation. And so God, as my sisters and my brothers have gathered here today, Father God, your promise to us is that you already knew us. You knew we would be here assembled around this call on this Sabbath day. You knew, God, that we would come looking for a word of encouragement from you. We know, God, that because you know our name, oh God, we can personalize.
this message, oh God, as we stand contending for the faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the title of the message is Contending for the Faith. As we talk about the term warrior, though I'm reading about Elisha, the person that we're going to actually be looking at today is the Shunammite woman. And we are labeling her as a warrior. A warrior is obviously considered to be a person who fights or leads in the battle for freedom, redemption, or recovery. The Urban Dictionary describes the Christian warrior, and that's what we are called as someone who is not afraid to pick up their cross and follow Christ. They live by the vision. They wake up every morning prepared for battle, waging the war against sin and death so that all might come to life in Christ. They are fearless, unafraid. They boldly face persecution, ridicule, and even torture with unwavering faith and a steadfast heart. Those persons who are called warriors their battles are often silent. Their victories go unnoticed by the world. They fight not against people, but against sin. The book of Ephesians reminds us who we fight against. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, the principalities, and the rulers of darkness of this age, and spiritual wickedness in high places. We might wrestle against the, the laws that are unfair and the statutes that do not protect us. We might fight against those who try and, and, and squash, squash our liberties. Warriors do not strive for earthly treasure but for heavenly rewards. They wield the weapons of truth, prayer, and love. Statements that I have just described, just described, are used also to show us who the Shunammite woman is. She is unnamed, as many women were in this patriarchal society. However, she had the love and respect of her husband so much so that when she asked to be allowed to offer a permanent place of rest to the prophet Elisha, her husband agreed. Obviously, this woman exemplified the life of a virtuous woman, and her husband lived in the security of her love and her loyalty. The Bible calls the Shunammite woman a great woman. What makes her a warrior was the fight for her faith that caused her to have to ignore reality and keep her eyes firmly fixed on the man of God through whom whom the power of God was displayed. Now how this would affect us is in the, the society in which we live. We are encountering those who are called misogynists, men who hate women, and because they hate women, they don't mind assaulting women. They don't mind belittling women. They don't mind leaving women out of the places that count. 
We are expected to show up in the kitchen. We are expected to show up in, in the housekeeping and the cleaning of even the churches and facilities. We are expected to give our monies in church and to help with the finances in the home. However, where it counts, women still are not given their due respect. What makes us warriors is that we also contend for our faith. We have to fight to continue to believe that God loves us, that Jesus is indeed the one who is coming back to defend us and to rescue us. We have to fight to believe that in spite of situations and the circumstances that we face daily, that God is still going to give us the victory. In fact, the word says we have the victory, though we don't feel it and though we can't always tell it based on where we are. We have to fight for our faith, contending with the enemy of our souls who will come and say, where is your God now? I thought you said God was going to do this, this, or this. What is it that you can do without the power of God and it doesn't seem to be working for you? We have to contend for our faith as we square our shoulders and stick our chest out and declare the word of God that says, but no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment the word of god says i shall prove to be in the wrong and then comes the assurance of the prophet isaiah this is the heritage of the servant of the lord and our righteousness is of him elisha's name speaks of grace and it means jehovah my savior elisha was from the tribe of Issachar and lived in the northern kingdom. Elisha was a protege of the prophet Elijah who asked Elijah for a double portion of his anointing when Elijah went to heaven. Now that's what we're going to unpack those scriptures and look at more closely and talk about all of the hidden treasure that I found in those in those uh, in that pericope as I studied and, and, and sought to, to get you a message from it today. It's just too much. It's too, I mean, this is, it's too much to shout about. It's too much to praise God about. It has too many uh, words of instruction to us and teaches us how to contend for the faith because God has promised. And the promise that we've heard from the word is he's no respecter of person. So if he did it for Elisha, he has to do it for us, Jesus said, I've given you what my father has given to me. This was before he left the earth, just like before Elijah left the earth. He gave Elijah what God gave to him. It was the anointing. And it was the anointing that destroyed the yokes and removed the burdens for the people that, he, that Elisha came in contact with after Elijah left the earth. It was the anointing that caused the, red, the Jordan River to, pass, to open so that after Elijah went to heaven, Elisha was still able to go across on dry ground. So as we face our Jordans of trouble, our Jordans of problems, our Jordans of lack and not enough, our Jordans of sickness and disease, we should still be able to use the anointing to see the Jordans of our lives open that we can go across on dry ground. Thank you, Lord.
So God granted Elisha's request by allowing Elisha to witness the carrying away of Elijah into heaven in a chariot of fire. Isn't it something to live a life so precisely in obedience to God that he would not allow death to have its way with you? Isn't it something that I mean, we are waiting, eagerly awaiting to see the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ? None of us want to go through the gates of death, whereby we take our last breath and have to lay in a coffin and be rolled over to a grave and, and, and buried. None of us want to see that. And yet we are waiting to see the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ based on the day in which we live, but even if he did not come, isn't it something to live a life so precisely in alignment with the will of God that he will refuse death the opportunity to take your last breath? Imagine what it must be like to, to live such a life that God would not allow that. And that was the life of the prophet Elijah. Elisha received the power of Elijah's anointing when he caught the mantle as Elijah was being swept away. Elisha's assignments from heaven would not be the same as Elijah's, so a double portion of the anointing was definitely to be desired. We look at people and we look at the lives they live, we look at the successes they have, we look at the the, uh, the reports of their bank account, we look at the cars they drive and the houses they live in, and we say, boy, I sure would like to have that. But do you want the power that they had to give up sometimes or the pain they had to endure to earn the money? Do, do you really want to have to go through all of the, the, the challenges of being a supervisor and in charge of people who may not show up for work and you have to fill in, or who may cause you more problems than the, that, that paycheck was worth. Do you realize that a lot of times what people have, they've gone through a tremendous amount to get. I don't know many people at all who just sat at home and got the money to live in the big houses and to drive the big cars, and yet I know some who went to work every day, and they earned the big money, and you know what, in honor of who God is in their lives, they still didn't buy the big house, and they don't drive the big car, but they give their, their tithes and their offerings and their alms to help others who are yet in need. So with Elisha's double portion of the anointing, he gave. He gave. He sold into the lives of the people of God. He made sure that when there were, were, were issues and problems in the lives of women who did not have men, as did the Shunammite woman, a husband, that they did not lose their sons. He made sure that there were the uh, uh, prophets who were following Elijah around just like Elisha did, seeking to learn how to operate in the spirit of the living God and to recognize when God showed up. He made sure they got trained properly. Elisha still sold in the life, and it doesn't say he had a lot. In fact, we understand that when he passed through Shunem, where the where the Shunemite woman lived, that he was, she gave him a place to stay. So it sounds like he might have spent some nights under the tree with his head on the rock for a pillow. But Elijah lived the life so much that Elisha wanted what he had, and he didn't want just a little bit. He wanted a double portion. 
Shunem was located near the southern tip of the Sea of Galilee. And you'll remember that it was at Galilee that Jesus did many, many miracles. That Elijah went this way would be considered providentially orchestrated by God. That means that God knew that there was a woman over there who was going to recognize the servant of God so much so that God was wanting to give her a gift and that gift turned out to be a son. The Shunammite woman was not only known for her kindness to the prophet but within the community. Her reputation was widely discussed. She was a woman of faith and good works due to her love for God and Elisha became the recipient of her kindness. Because of the the kind of life that the Shunammite woman lived. Can you imagine living a life that helped people, that gave to the prophet, that was loved and honored by your husband, and, and the Bible did not give you a name? But in spite of that, this woman had favor, the favor of God. So much so that God gave her a good husband. He gave her husband a good living. He allowed her the privilege of making a nice home for her husband. And he did everything but what? Open her womb. It was not time. But she had the favor of God. And then she earned the favor of the man of God, who was Elisha, so much so that as we go on, we'll see how he wanted to repay her for her kindness. The sudden death of the gift of God is what really brought all of this to a climax in the life of the Shunammite woman. As she was so kind to the to Elisha, he granted her a son, the son dies, and boy, she did not know what to do but to go back to the man of God. So at this point, she had to contend for the faith, keeping sight of the resurrection, believing that it was not the end for this gift from God. She went, went to extreme measures, because she was expecting a miracle and faith became her victory or she won her victory by her faith. I'm going to compare the two and then we're going to pull the two together. There was another woman who contended for the faith in the same manner as the Shunammite woman. She too was a warrior who fought the battle in silence, not against people but against sin that would take the life of her son. Mary was the mother of Jesus who stood at the cross at Calvary looking up at her son, probably remembering the promise of a son as unexpected favor, just like the Shunammite woman. Only Mary went through the humble labor and birth of her child in a stable. The Shunammite woman had the best house, probably had the best doctor, had her husband, at her side. Then there was the presentation of Jesus in the temple just days after his birth and the many words that were spoken over him by Simeon, by the angels, and even by Joseph, his father. The day that Jesus was lost in the temple as a young boy in his wisdom, even then, as he debated with the scholars of his, of his day, was yet another problem or another reason of troubling in the heart of his mother. 
Then there was the turning of the water to wine at the request of his mother, which began Jesus' ministry of miracles, much like Elijah's. And then at Calvary, Mary has to war in her heart for the faith to believe that God is still faithful. Just like the Shunammite woman as her son died suddenly after having been in the field with his father. And she having to, again, overlook reality and say to her husband who says to her, why are you going for the prophet? It's not the Sabbath day, nor is it a holy day. Those were the only times that they were to call for the prophet of God. And the Shunammite woman responded to her husband, it is well. It wasn't well. She was just like Mary. Her heart was shrinking within her. She was ready to scream out in tears. Every nerve in her body was standing at attention because the child that she did not ask for had suddenly died. While Mary stands and looks at her son at Calvary, again a child that she did not ask for and that had caused, could have caused her her life because stoning would have been her lot. But yet both women had to have faith in God. Mary had to contend for the faith to believe that Jesus would come again. Just like the Shunammite woman had to believe that the, the, the man of God had the secret to her son returning from the state like death. This mother, like the Shunammite woman, had to depend not on the man of God, but Mary had to place her faith in the God of mankind to keep his promises, that Jesus might rise again from the dead. Perhaps Mary was pondering the words of the Shunammite woman by saying to herself, it is well. Even while Jesus was uttering, it is finished. Mary's son was winning the battle that would allow Mary to rejoice forevermore. So this, this, the man of God goes to the house of the Shunammite woman. His extreme measures first before he goes, he sends his rod by the servant. Says, lay the rod on the boy. He did and nothing happened. The servant had to come back and say, nothing happened. Then he, he went back himself and laid on the boy. Got up, nothing happened. Now, the Shunammite woman is standing, again, contending for her faith, because I'm sure the old adversary is whispering in her ear, he's gone, I got him. He was just a gift for today or for a few years, but he's not coming back. But then the expected, and I'm saying the expected happened because the Shunammite woman did not let go of her faith. Man of God laid himself out upon that boy one more time, and the boy came back to life. Both women were allowed to rejoice. One, because the Shunammite woman contended for her faith and held on to the fact that her son could live again. It could only be well because the man of God had the power of God on the inside of him that that boy might live again. The mother Mary was able to rejoice on that resurrection morning because at the tomb, the son of man, who was also the son of God, was also resurrected by the, this time the power of God himself who would not let his son stay dead. What's our hope in this today? 
as we contend for our faith. Our hope, our, our hope is that we know we have the favor of God. The word of God tells us that we are the apple of his eye. We're precious in his sight. We may not have favor from the man of God who, are, who is in the earth on a consistent basis, but God is good enough to, from time to time, send us a man of God or a woman of God today that will remind us of, that God does love you. There is a good plan. He's perfecting those things that concern you. He's working out the wrongs that's been done to you. And the gift of God for us came through the death of his son, Jesus, and the resurrection. And that is the gift of eternal life. So why do we contend for the faith? We contend for the faith because as I heard Jesse Dixon sing this morning, I know that my Redeemer lives. And because he lives, I'm redeemed. And as was played just before the message began, he knows my name. Don't let anybody stop you from contending for the faith. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Melissa, for your message of hope and faith in God through Elijah and Elisha in the second book of Kings. And thank you for assuring us that we have the victory by being warriors of faith and by keeping our eyes on God in spite of what our lives look like now to the outside world. Your words about Mary suffering during the crucifixion and death of her son, the Son of God, remind us of our own suffering. She had the final victory in her life because her son was resurrected and defeated the enemy in our, in our lives, we will have the final victory over Satan. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now let us listen to a praise song, which will be followed by the invitation to discipleship. No more change washed in the blood of the cross. 
Thank all of you who are worshiping with us today on the phone or on the internet. We invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. Remember, Jesus loves you.
He's in the healing business of those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their rope. Here are some steps to take on the road to salvation. First, admit you're a sinner. Second, be willing to repent or turn from sin. Third, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Fourth, invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sins, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. Email us at mgrace321 at gmail.com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. We urge you to read a daily devotional to get the most inspiration from the Holy Spirit during your Bible reading. Here are some suggestions for devotionals that are first free online. Our own Refuge from Storm newsletter published weekly. If you are not on the mailing list, just send an email to refugefromstorm at AOL.com and we will put you on. Other free online subscriptions are ourdailybread.org, intouch.org, gracefox.com, and pastorrick.org. You can also have a free print devotional sent to your residents. Go to ourdailybread.org and intouch.org. For purchase online and in print, we recommend upperroom.org. Thank you. Now let us listen to our closing hymn, which will be followed by final remarks and the benediction to be offered by our pastor, Reverend Millicent Black.
It was quite distressing for me because I knew her death was one of those under the same circumstances that we are being assaulted and yet there were so many positive things that were said about her life and the way she lived it for Christ and the many contributions that she made in others' lives that it became a real celebration and then earlier this morning I got word that one of those in the TI community, Brother Richard Kane, had had a, um, a stroke in his brainstem and had to have undergo emergency surgery. But the word that I got after the service is that he is, is responding and seems to be doing um, pretty well considering after the surgery they were not giving them any, any real promises of his recovery. So we want to thank God for his recovery and, and definitely want to keep him in our prayers um, because we do recognize that his illness was probably induced and um, but we thank God for being the man that he is and he's, he's bringing him through. I want to just kind of go back through our um, our announcements for, for next week, starting on Wednesday. Right now, that's when all of our activities get started. Uh, except, um, yes, next Wednesday we will be studying again in the book that we are endeavoring to uh, incorporate into our lifestyle, and that's possessing the gate of our enemies through prayer. God promised Abraham because of Abraham's obedience that he would possess the gate of, that his seed would possess the gates of their enemies and we become the seed of Abraham part of the family of God so we want to learn more about the kind of power that is available to us through prayer uh, that's on Wednesday evening at 8pm Eastern Time on Wednesday morning, starting at sun, uh, about 6 a.m. till 6 p.m., we are, are have our incorporated uh, fast to go along with this Bible study as we seek to be empowered and to break down. You know, the purpose of fast is really to break down the barriers within yourself. It's to take, try and, and destroy the doubt and the unbelief that we have in ourselves. So. And, and we aren't talking necessarily about food, although we, if that's the way God instructs you, we do want you to fast from food for that 12 hours, if that's the way God instructs you, but it's not mandatory. Other than that, we want you to follow God, obey what God says to you. So that means that individually you have to seek God about how he would like you to spend that 12 hours between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. or earlier if he requires. Uh, on Wednesday, then at 5.30 a.m., we kind of get a jump start in our prayer time with uh, early morning prayer. And that's between 5.30 and 6.30 or 7. And that's central time, so it would be 6.30 Eastern time, which really is not too bad. Uh, depending, lots of people I know get up really, really early. So I just invite you to join us for prayer on Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, and Friday morning. Right now for summer months, we are meeting three mornings a week. 
before prayer, and that's at 6.30 Eastern Time. And then next Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be back here for church service. Again, I appreciate you. I am so thankful that you choose to come and be with us during this time of praise and worship and honoring the God who created us. For he is indeed worthy of the praise. That is all for those of you who desire prayer. After the benediction, we will uh, be here to pray with you about any prayer concerns. If you prayed the prayer for salvation this afternoon, we will we invite and would be excited about an opportunity to share with you about the decision that you have made. And so, if you would send us your email address and your contact information to refuge from the storm church at aol.com that would be admin at refuge from the storm church at aol oh excuse me y'all don't i am confused okay i'm gonna start again admin at refuge from the storm church.org admin at refuge from the storm church.org if you'll write us i will be happy to get back in touch with you and talk with you more about the decision that you have made, how to become a member of this church, and also welcome you to the family of God. As we end this evening, again, I want to thank our, our uh, worship team. I appreciate each of you for all that you do. You are important to me. You're important to this church. And you're important to the body of Christ. to God to be dismissed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together. Oh God, we thank you for who you are in our lives and for the many manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. God, we turn to you for healing. We turn to you, oh God, for restoration. We turn to you, Father God, for deliverance from all that comes to afflict and to inflict harm to us, God. And we thank you, Father, that we can run into the shadows of your wings. God, I pray this day that you would bless my sisters and my brothers, that you would keep them safe from harm, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that everything they set their hands to will prosper, God. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would let them know the treasures of the deep, measure of your love for them, God, that you would show them and remind them, oh God, that you are indeed the one who stilled the waters, you're the one who parted the sea, oh God, and you are not unfamiliar with parting the seas in our lives. God, we give you thanks and praise, and we honor you again in Jesus' Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.